So do a, another intro. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think for all of us when we speak, we gotta we gotta stay at least like this this far away because it's really sensitive. Okay, ready? Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, everything you're about to hear is coming right from our Sitting here with <laughs> Kayla Malady and Mark Martin, two of the best beatboxers ever. Aww. Kayla was the world champion in 2015, Mark the American champion in 2016, and now they are here the whole week at Impro Amsterdam 2018. So it's a shame to start talking when you can also listen a full hour to beatboxing, but of course, it's also fun to talk about beatboxing, and that's what we're going to do. Oh, yes. So tell me all about it, and of course, first, how did you fell in love with the beatboxing and with each other? But that's a later yeah. question. <laughs> um, well, first of all, we're so excited to be here at Impro Amsterdam. It's been an amazing time, and the talent here is incredible. And we appreciate all the work that you guys have been doing to make this happen, because it's really like one of the best festivals I think we've ever been to uh, and we're great we're so happy to be here because we get to do what we love beatboxing and making some uh, fart noises and silly sounds uh, so I started beatboxing when I was very little like uh, like eight or nine or ten years old like basically as far back as I could remember I've been making weird sounds and I used to pull out pots and pans uh, which my mom was not very happy with because I wouldn't put them away, but I would pull out pots and pans and, you know, drum on them and always try to make instruments and turn anything into an instrument. And beatboxing was just the instrument that was always with me uh, that no one could take away from me. Uh, no teacher, no parent, you know. And when I first started doing it, it was one of those things that someone actually told me I was beatboxing. Like in fifth grade, this kid, James Warden, I would do this one beat in class. I would make kids laugh. If I did like ding, 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 chicka, ding, chicka, ding, chicka, ding, chicka, ding, chicka, ding, chicka, ding, do, do, do. For some reason that just like really killed in fifth grade and everyone thought it was like hilarious. Uh, so it gave me good positive feedback and I just kept doing it throughout the lunch rooms and in the back of buses and at parties uh, when people would want to rap back in New York. And so, so it was yeah. kind of an instinct for you, like a natural feeling, you, the, the urge to yeah, make these sounds? Yeah, definitely. I just, you couldn't shut me up when I was a kid. Uh, and then it just went kind of in a musical way. And then I, back in like 2012, I definitely never thought I would be a professional beatboxer. Um, I was actually doing more improv at the time. Uh, and then I broke my back. 
And when I broke my back, I couldn't really do improv anymore unless I was like a robot or something on stage. And I just so happened to meet this guy named Jay Flo, who grew up where I grew up in Long Island. And he was one of the best beatboxers in America at the time. And he, he brought me into the beatbox community and he introduced me to like Mark, who was already in the scene, and our mentor, uh, Kid Lucky, who showed me beat rhyming, and I just really fell in love with it. And when I broke my back, I couldn't work for like eight months. And by the time I could go back to work, I was so in the beatboxing world. I was like, didn't want to go back never. Anymore. That was it. That was like a, a the silver lining, you know, it was like, I was meant to break my back because it got me into beatboxing and I started street performing. And then actually through the beatbox world, we happened to be at a, uh, a, sh a bar, uh, all the beatboxers after a battle were at a bar and we were beatboxing and Doug and Robo from North Coast were there and they saw us and then they asked uh, me to be a part of North Coast. So kind of everything came full circle. The rest of his history. Yeah. And now you're taking over Infra Amsterdam and Amsterdam <laughs> and the world and yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. So how is it for you, Mark? Uh, so I got into beatboxing. I actually, I never knew beatboxing was a thing, but I've been making sounds for as long as I can remember. Ever since I was a little kid, playing with my friends. Uh, everything that I explored had a sound to it. Everything that I loved had a sound to it. I gave him, you know, voices and characters, and that was always something that my, you know, imagination was always running wild. Uh, and then when I was in third grade, I was supposed to pick an instrument, and I really wanted to play drums because I was always tapping on everything, and I always got in trouble for tapping on stuff. Uh, but my parents encouraged me instead to play the bass. Um, so in the back of my mind, as I was learning, I played bass, uh, jazz, upright bass. Uh, years also singing in choirs, but in the back of my head, I was like, one day I'm going to be a drummer. And I remember in the watching the drummers in middle school in the jazz band, they would talk to each other with kind of um, almost drum fill. They would go like, and they would speak to each other. Yeah, they would they would they would speak they would spell uh, spell their um, their fills their drum fills. And so I remember like saying about like I'm gonna learn this so that like one day when I'm a drummer. Um, but then I wound up just doing it to the music that I was listening to on the radio. And so I was walking down the halls, doing it all the time, getting in trouble for it. Uh, and then I was in a choir where they're like, oh, we need someone to do the vocal percussion where you like imitate drums with your mouth. And I was like, oh, that's, that's me. A thing? <laughs> I, my dream has come true. Ah! And then I kept uh, just doing it forever. Um, you know, through high school, I, I grew up playing a lot of jazz. Um, that was a huge influence on me, too, was the way that people would communicate and speak through their instruments and use instruments in a very vocal way. And at the same time, I was doing acapella music. So voices imitating instruments, instruments imitating voices, you know, it becomes this very quickly this blurred line between what is really what. Um, so constantly being able to play in those uh, places and then moving to New York City in 2007, uh, studying music business at NYU where um, I was like, screw the industry because it's crumbling at that time. Uh, that's right when like YouTube came out and no one knew what to do. Um, but that's when I really got into beatboxing on the street in New York City. It's where I met Kid Lucky uh, and there's a little tiny beatboxing community. And we, like, I met them, yeah, on the street, ciphering, and got into that culture of, of street ciphers and, you know, working with, you know, some of the best rappers in New York City. So it was always a treat where we'd cipher for three hours straight, and I'd hold down just... 
so you know no microphones hours, for yeah. literally literally hours like wow. three hours at a time <laughs> this is like top sport there's like a olympic discipline there should be of beatboxing oh, yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, and that that's what it was about, was about feel and flow and energy and supporting the rappers and making everything hype and just, you know, excitement and energy. Uh, and then from there, getting into the battling community, which is a very different mindset. It's combative. It's very particular. A lot of mic technique and subtlety um, and very much the technical craft. Um, so it's been really exciting to kind of go between those two worlds, uh, between soul and feel, and then technique and execution. Um, and I actually met Doug in 2011 when I was graduating from NYU because he was dating a friend of mine, yeah, Danielle. She's one of my, one of my best friends uh, at NYU uh, and life, and she's my little sister. And um, yo, shout out Danielle <laughs> Eden. Ba 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 ba. No, you're listening. Um, and so she's like, yeah, they're looking for a beatboxer. And so I did my first show with North Coast. And at the end, they're like, hey, you want to do a rap battle? And I was like, yeah, because I'm used to like these rap battles where people destroy each other. And so they're like, all right, you go first. So I rap battled this like little short girl, and I was very cruel and mean in the things that I said. And uh, I didn't know that it was like a comedy rap battle. It was like a positive. Yeah, it was like, oh, I like your shoes and you have nice hair. And I was like, oh my God, my she heart broke. So and I was like, I had no idea that this was like comedy. He went like New York <laughs> yeah. rap battle. Yeah, that was a great learning moment and my introduction into North Coast. So, so now since then you're always positive. Super positive. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I was just like, oh, that's not this place. Gotcha. This, yeah. And that, that, that's true. Uh, I, we speak a lot in our classes about saying things that are sometimes fucked up or doing things that are not what you necessarily intend um but that's there's a lot of learning there and i've definitely learned a lot through doing this and it's being here yeah and this is also inspiring how you tell me about it i feel like i i would like to start as well i mean am i too old for this already 32 yeah like start no if you have if you have teeth and lungs and a lips and a heart you, you can beatbox yeah you can flap your gums all day. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's pretty easy. Do you want a you want a beatbox lesson? I would love to. You want one now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Lesson Thunderdome. Number one. Number one. Number one. So actually, when we're beatboxing, um, it's pretty simple, right? Because when we're doing like. Uh, it sounds like a lot, but we're really just doing three letters the whole time, right? And we're just doing three letters that we all use all the time, just super confidently, right? So the three letters that we use are P, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, P, as in like pumpkin or pick, mm -hmm. right? T, T as in yeah. taco. Yeah, you got it. K, like cake. Ooh, right? <laughs> so uh, let's do the bass drum one. Go like this. The P is the hardest one for me. So you think to make it make a kiss? Yeah. Because we're not. There's a difference between the pop sound, which is yeah, or yeah, and what the. we're doing, which is like a kiss. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Loud and proud, and baby girl. Really helps yeah. Uh, as like a thing like a snap. So when you snap your fingers, you press them together, you build yeah. up tension, and then when you release. That's what makes the sound. So same with the puh, is instead of going blah and and grinding your lips. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so ready? I'll go it. one, two, three, four, then you repeat that, okay? So it goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. There you go. And then. Hey, you got a good snare. There you go. You got it. I'm 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 very very humble still, but I love to do this. I'm going to practice tonight, tomorrow night, and well, literally maybe. Well, you said I can do it without teeth, so maybe by the time I'm 90 or so, yeah, I I, I will I will be at your level. You're gonna be I jamming am. with us. We're all gonna be old people on stage, like. Oh God. So, and what I like about you also so much is that you actually use it to, um, like in, in speech therapy. Could you tell a bit more about that? Like, Absolutely. Um, so one thing we've been working on, um, we've been working for a couple of years with an organization called BEAT, Bridging Education and Art Together in New York City. Uh, and we were part of a program called the Beat Rockers program, where we were working at the Lavelle School for the Blind. So we're working with blind and mentally handicapped students. And we uh, were inspired from that and wound up developing our own curriculum, teaching beatboxing as a tool for speech therapy, uh, centered a lot around all the many different aspects of language and speech therapy. Uh, everything from articulation, so pronunciation and, uh, you know, hitting all your T's and your K's and your P's and using them in words. Yeah, because beatboxing is essentially when we're beatboxing, we're just articulating all of our letters uh, with speech, right? So when you're beatboxing, uh, you are working on speech goals. You are, like Mark said, projection, articulation. And it's really interesting because um, Mark and I's relationship, there's many things that... Um, are kind of weird about us that brought us together and this is like one of them obviously making weird sounds is one of them but both Mark and I the way we created this curriculum couldn't have happened without both of our pieces because uh, for me I came into it my cousin Brendan who's like one of the most amazing people in the entire world he was nonverbal for his first couple years of his life for a while so when I would babysit him his speech therapist would come over and no kid wants to come home from school and get taught more and have to sit down and do more work, you know? So he had serious, like, FOMA, uh, fear of missing out. And even if the, my cousins were doing homework and we were literally sitting, we could be watching paint dry, he just wouldn't, we'd want to be with us and not be with his teacher. And he would just, like, cry or hide under the table or just, like, completely zone out. So I kind of had to figure out a way to get him to pay attention <laughs> while he was with his speech therapist and he really loved my beatboxing like he always wanted to Kayla to do the thing and he would beatbox with me so for me if they, she would hold up a card that said baseball I'd be like all right Brendan like let's beatbox that word and he'd go baseball um which is really interesting because when we went met our mentor uh he taught us like beat rhyming which is when you talk and beatbox and everything really came like full circle because that's how we teach beatboxing as a tool for speech therapy. Um, so for me, I kind of came into it knowing more of the activities. We created like a lesson plan like for beatboxers or for speech therapists to be like, here, these are lessons and games that you can play. Uh, so for me, I think I came in more of like the loose, fun way. And Mark went to NYU and he was studying this. Yeah, um, a little bit about my background too. Uh, my mother growing up, she was a special ed teacher. 
And so for years, I watched her with uh, the methods that they use at her school for speech therapy. And I remember even though I wasn't taking it, I was frustrated by it when I heard her describe it. I was like, I, I knew instinctively, I was like, no one enjoys this. Yeah, this is boring. Uh, yeah, it's, and it was interesting because it actually had to do with the rhythm and the way in which they said it. Because um, they were, the descriptors like pup hoppers referring to like peas or ta tea ta tappers but whenever they said it it wasn't like pa popper pa popper it was like pa poppers like they said it in a way that was like out of time and i just remember instinctively it was like this is weird um, but also growing up my whole life i've been uh, obsessed with pronunciation and etymology and spelling and how they interrelate. I remember the first test I ever cheated on was a spelling test, you know, English uh, when I was in fifth grade because I was like, that's not how it sounds. That's not how it should be written. Mark literally uses Wikipedia probably every day of his life to find like the meaning of words. Yeah. I love like, for example, you know, the English word enough, E-N-O-U-G-H. Why is it G-H when it sounds like an F? Because in high German, it used to be enough. So things like that, I'm like that. Like I legitimately find that extremely interesting, and and it really influences because like last night we had this awesome moment where it was us Americans, the Brazilian speaking Portuguese, the French speaking French, the Dutch speaking English, but we were all speaking in Spanish. Yeah, we we're all trying to use Spanish wow. as like this middle language, which is not. I feel like in Europe, you guys are more used to that because you have so many languages near you and trying to communicate. But in America, we we're like uh, English and Spanish is what we mostly speak. Some French. A little French, but not really. So it was a really beautiful, talk about improv, right? It was such a beautiful experience because we were all just using nonverbal language and like our body to t try to communicate with each other. And because we were all improvisers, uh, it was pretty easy and it was a really beautiful like breaking down of what language is and being able to just communicate with each other for me it was a lot of because they're uh, french portuguese and spanish are romance languages was finding common roots you know whether it's santé salud salud you know finding words that are are similar enough that we could grasp onto those and then build oh salud oh so yes yeah, so, okay yeah, we yeah, got it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so looking at the similarities Yes, exactly. Because yeah. you and can get caught up in like the sound of the accent, but if uh, one like one thing to do is you know speaking a language in a different accent, so you know speaking Spanish in a French accent or speaking Spanish with a German accent, and realizing how this even though you're saying the same word, the sounds change. The flow of it is yeah. what does it. And and for us, like you know, expression is everything for us. Like being confident in your voice um, is what we want to make especially kids uh, comfortable with. And especially in like America right now, we're dealing with a, a lot of really large issues that we need to sit down and tackle. So to make kids comfortable to even speak up at all is like the first step. Yeah, so it also helps to overcome shyness, yeah. for example. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like for us, it's like um, beatboxing is like the gateway drug to public speaking. Because, you know, even if you're a kid and if you say, my favorite color is red, you once you state something, other kids can be like, red sucks, blue's the best, or like, yeah, red. Um, but with beatboxing, you can't be wrong, right? So like for kids that are shy, it's like, we're not making you say anything, just like practice speaking in front of people. The yeah. first step, where we say the first step to speaking up is making a sound. Mm -hmm. So well, as yeah. a kid, I couldn't say that. R, like uh, you have uh, RAM, for example, yeah. uh, the Dutch word for window. I couldn't say it. And it made me very shy because I, I didn't have the whole 
uh, vocabulary. How do you say? Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing also with the beatboxing is it's easier for kids to learn sounds than necessary letters. And that's one of the aspects of the speech therapy is phonemic awareness, being aware of letters, combinations of letters, the beginning or the end of a word. Um, and it's interesting to see this where kids where they uh, we have students that can't, when we say, oh, may, like say the letter C, they can't say the letter C, but they can say they can't say chicken. But if you go they do it so hard. And then you'll be like, go like this. And they're like, and then you're like, okay, go like this. And they're like, we're like, great. Now go N. And they're like, N. We're like, awesome. I go N. And they go N. And we're like, awesome. Say chicken. And they're like, ticking. And it's, a, it's, it's a different it's, part of the brain that's engaged yeah. between the, the concept of a word or a sound and then the actual sound for that word. So just by getting the repetitions of the sound, you make it easier and easier for those students to say the word and the concept and make that connection. Would it also help for children who stutter, for example? Is so, yeah, we're actually about to... Um, work with uh, the NSA is our goal, so the National Stuttering Association in America. And we're not sure yet, but we our goal right now is to just see how we can help. Um, so we want to work with them and set up like a two-month thing. We did uh, last summer, we just offered free beatboxing and speech therapy classes to kids around the city. And it was amazing because we... You know, we don't say this is just a tool, right? We're not saying that beatboxing is going to take away speech therapy. It's just a way for speech therapists to make it fun for kids. Because a lot of the time, like, you know, kids just want to have fun, especially kids. And you have to make it playful. And when we come in and do workshops, the kids don't know why we're there. They don't know, like, oh, we're going to use beatboxing to make our speech better. They just think that we're, like, having, like, ooh, who are these weird sound-making guests? And, oh, we're making sounds with them. And they have no idea that they're even working on anything at all. So for us, we call it, like, sneaking vegetables into the fruit smoothie. You know, they're, like, they have no idea that they're getting all this work, but they're just having fun in the process and playing. So this is all, what is improv is all about, having fun and playing, you know? Like, Amen. Yeah. Um, connecting. Yeah. Connection so we, is a big part of this. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, languages are meant to be spoken and communicated. And a lot of times speech therapy is, is done, you know, like a bad exercise regimen where it's like, just work out that one bicep. But when you ever just use one bicep, you always use your whole body. It's the same thing with communication. Like, and that's what I love about improv. And we were super inspired by this festival. And, and oh, I've yeah. learned so much from so many people from all over the world. And are definitely uh, different games and attitudes and mentalities and it's strategies that, that we can definitely uh, bring to our classrooms and to the students that we're working with. So we really appreciate the opportunity to learn from you know the best. Yeah. So thank you. And uh, like the other thing that Mark and I really connected with uh, other than a lot of the other beatboxers that we came up with is Mark and I love theater and we love storytelling and that's what kind of brought us together is that we don't want to just beatbox for the sake of just beatboxing and not just for the sake of making music we love to make music and make songs but we also really want to create a full storytelling show with sound effects and like the French the French improvisers are so inspiring to us because all of their scenes uh, they're doing movement and sound effects for everything and Mark and I were just like oh pff, this is incredible uh, and just this week for us is really amazing because we're just uh, as ourselves as artists we're like how can we do more storytelling how can we do uh, just more improv with it you know so many ways to improvise yeah it's crazy and because you are um, you were talking about rhythm, you know, and the importance of rhythm. Does it influence your speech in a way? Like, do you do you choose 
certain words, um, either in, in normal life or in a scene, just to make your um, sentence sound more rhythmic? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know what I... Yeah. I'm definitely very much more aware of my rhythm now. Like, when I'm talking, I essentially like hear like a tempo and I'm playing around with that more or less like it really feels like I'm, like when I'm talking right now like I feel like I'm playing a drum set and, and comedy is timing right like for a joke to hit it's like eh, 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 uh, you know and there is a rhythm to comedy uh, so I feel like I'm much more aware when I'm on stage with a cast of one listening uh, just my listening from being a musician and from beatboxer it's like figuring out what needs to happen and when, um, but just being able to like land something, uh, kind of feeling the rhythm of a scene and when that next emotion or when the drop comes, uh, I think beatboxing is really helps me in that regard. I love it so much. It's a, so you were mentioning also like you're working with, with blind people. Mm -hmm. um, is it, I don't know, is it for them different because they are so much more dependent on their 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 ears? It's oh God, literally yes. mo the most beautiful thing ever. Like we work with um, blind students and handicapped students, and the way, especially the blind students, the way that they they don't know what they really look like, right? So when they feel the music, it's in their whole body, and they come to life, and they they're not self conscious of their body and the way they move because they can't see the way they look, or they they just haven't learned that. So when they like something, their whole see they it. come out of their seat and their whole body comes up and it's really interesting because our, like we had like 30 kids in a year like over in different classes and a lot of these students that are handicapped or blind they're geniuses like savants when it comes to music. We had a lot of our we I had like out of 30 kids, 10 of them if not more had perfect pitch, which is insane. That's an insane thing to even think. Like these kids, if you just like went and hit the table, he'd be like D flat. And he knew the pitch of anything. And uh, we had a student that couldn't really talk, right? A lot of these students and why beatboxing comes really in handy uh, as a way to communicate was like a lot of our students would be like nonverbal. So some of them wouldn't talk at all. Or some of them, if you ask, hey, how are you doing today? They just go, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Uh, they, echoing. Yeah, a lot of echoing or just, um, yeah, replaying what you're saying. But when it came to beatboxing, a lot of their teachers would be really surprised because the students that wouldn't ever say anything, once we start looping a song and getting their voices into it, if they even went like their teachers would be like, holy crap. Like, we haven't heard what them make a sound in a while. Yeah. And we had a student that couldn't really talk to you like this, have a full conversation. But when he gets on the piano, he's literally the most, his name is Carlos. He's one of the most incredible uh, pianists I've ever met in my entire life. He plays it so differently. And you could put on any song, any genre, and he just goes so in. And the way he plays the piano, he's talking to you. And he's communicating how he feels. And he can't, he can't tell you one-on-one -on -one the way that we communicate here. He just communicates in a, in a totally different way. That's all music, and it's beautiful. He communicates through music the way we communicate through space. The way that you would move around a room, that's how he moves around a keyboard, because that is his space. That is how he perceives space around him, is through sound. Um, and it's really powerful and touching. And, and also, it's, it's very much his personality. Um, because he watches a lot of um, sports, yeah, and he very frequently will do like da 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 da. -na -na. Oh, that's the Mario th yeah. thing, but da -da 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 -da. You know, yeah, he'll like throw that into like the middle of a crazy jazz solo. So They're just the best. Like, yeah. if you see Mark and I, like we get so happy when we talk about them because those students are like 
we love all the students that we work with, but those are like, they're the most positive, like they're the people who have the most to like complain about or be upset with. And this particular school takes us like two hours to get to when we would go there and you know, you're in the New York City subway and it's like hot or like people are angry and you're like, oh man. And the second you get into the classroom, hey, Miss Kayla, they're like the happiest kids in the entire world. And uh, they're the happiest kids in the entire world and they're just so positive and they teach us like, oh, why are we, why are we getting upset? Like yeah. we have nothing to be upset about. These kids are the happiest kids in the entire world and they have the most obstacles in life, you know, and they're just making the most out of every day. And, for, and, you know, we talk about, you know, the power of music and stuff like that. But, I mean, I've experienced firsthand transformation and growth. And, and like we were saying before about like, you can really see the kids react to the music. And some of these kids, like, tell us, you know, they're, they're, there's so many things they're told that they can't do. Yeah. That something's wrong with them. That they're disabled. Uh, that they can't even tie their shoelaces because people tell them that you can't do this, you're not able to do this, you can't do this, you're not able to do this. Everyone does stuff for them, basically. But we, but to see them create the look on their face that when they hear their own voice played back to them on a recording or a loop. Yeah, we we basically insane. loop with them. So we have a machine that if you if I beatbox and went and then hit a button, it would keep playing and then I go. It basically records your voice and plays it back in real time. So with all our students, um, they get so excited because they hear, even if they only went tss one time, they could hear how that tss was so important in the track. And we had a student that was completely nonverbal and he used uh, a machine to talk. Uh, and we would throw it in his, in his thing. It would be like, boom, 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 and then you hit the button and be like, sunshine. In this like really cool, like, robotic voice but it was his and he got to put it in there you know so yeah it was really it was really great and mark and i are very passionate we've been trying to travel around the world we just went to mexico your guys are so inspiring oh, i just thank you i'm so sitting much. here with a smile i just you know i uh, we really I love, love it. what, it's, yeah we love what we do we're very lucky we're happy to be here yeah that's the thing like spreading what we do you know there's um you know we talk about this a lot that a lot of people have an idea of what beatboxing is but it's grown and evolved in such a short period of time and can do so much i mean you know talking about how we got here i never was like oh i'm gonna be a beatboxer i've just always been one my whole life yeah. and i realized that this is something that i truly believe in that truly moves me and that i want everyone to learn and understand because yeah. i've seen how it can like save people's lives it's like complete it's real uh self-expression right because with beatboxing the shape of mark's teeth is different to your teeth and my teeth and even if i teach you like you know your vocal range is different you might have like a a snaggle tooth that gives you like a whistle that i can't do because i don't have the same instrument like we everyone yeah, is we so unique all our own yeah and it celebrates that and it allows you to just connect like I feel like it's like very much like body, uh, body mind and soul right I think it I feel it I do it in a second because I don't have anything that I need to transfer it to it just comes out of me and you were talking about you know how the blind people they are so completely at ease with their body mm -hmm. would it be because like I can imagine I would be kind of self-aware starting beatboxing. Would it help if we all do it with closed eyes yes. in, yeah. in the beginning? Hands down. We do that in our workshops, and it's really amazing when 
Um, Because it is weird, you know, like people give me dirty looks when I'm going down the street in New York City beatboxing because I mean, I do look like a crazy woman. Like if you see the faces I'm making, it's very strange. Um, But that's what it takes to like you have to make the weird face to get the sound out. And that's like to express yourself. Like sometimes you have to do stuff uh, that is different or it looks weird. But if that's the way that it comes out, it comes out. And in in our workshops, we always do something where like people will be ciphering and then we're like, guys, like I'm this is not to be encouraged like close your eyes we're telling you close your eyes take a deep breath go and the the jam and what comes from people is like it goes from zero to a hundred because people just don't care anymore and they can just go inside themselves and figure out how they want to express themselves beatboxing is a very vulnerable art form you know in rap and and other things there are certain tropes or things you can hide behind um you know you can say things that aren't true but with beatboxing if you really feel what you're doing i'll feel what you're doing yeah but if you don't feel what you're doing and it's all coming from your head i won't feel what you're doing it's like wearing your heart on your sleeve you can't you can't lie in beatboxing you know like and you're making weird faces (laughs) so you should see the photos i hate my beatbox photos like especially as like a lady like you want that like cool performance shot but it's always like in the middle like the snap is in the middle of me doing it and it's just like this like weird distorted like face like zombie face but again you know that's what that's what you got to do to make it work well there's no cameras here now so i would <laughs> love to ask you unfortunately we have to leave i think tomorrow night thursday, thursday night, night with thursday north coast night. and uh they can thursday find night. yeah we'll be with north coast and you can find our stuff online uh at kayla Milady or mark martin creative and at our group mark together martin is lightship so you can find us at lightship vibes that's at Lightship Vibes. Thank you, Mark. No problem. Uh, so we'll do a closing jam. Yeah. C- can we get, can get a, a suggestion? suggestion? Yeah. Uh, like a word? Yeah, yeah, just a word. Apple. Apple. Apple ever. Thank you, <laughs> Kayla and Mark. And thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. We'll see you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.